You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. Today's episode is a checkup from the neck up. <laughs> Total throwback phrase for me. But I want to talk about what I'm seeing out there, what people are doing, and what works right now. Because that's the thing with the digital landscape. Things change. They evolve. Ways to build an audience changes. Ways to promote yourself changes. And, you know, it's a fast-moving environment that we're in. Literally, tech moves at the speed of light. And to broaden, we have to embrace tech, right? But that doesn't mean that we have to become totally absorbed by it. And, you know, that's why it's a long game. I constantly remind myself of my good business foundations. And these are things that do not change. You know, some of these ideas include bringing your voice forward, building relationships, and sticking with your offers. Because when you have a good product or service, you can make sales and enough money in ways that feel good to you. We are talking three ways to build your business that never go out of style. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The Long Game is my approach to business, the actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. the scenes in a number of businesses at any given time. And I truly see this as a gift. You know, I'm working with business owners at different stages of their business and people who are in different industries. I'm seeing what is working and conversely not working anymore at any given time. And, you know, I can tell you that there is not one singular action that translates to success. Each person, each company, they take their own path. And leaning on business fundamentals and foundations, it's an insightful way to approach what you do. What works is a combination of old and new. So as you get exposed to more ideas and resources and you want to use them, you must not ignore good business. So we are going to go over today three ways to build your business that never go out of style. You know, as I'm working to develop concepts and content for the brands that I work with, we lead with the business owner. That is number one. You know, it makes me think of the Oscar Wilde quote, you know, be yourself, everyone else is taken. You know, and this is the ultimate lesson to learn. You can glean tactics and ideas from others who are doing because it is a world where everyone is doing but you must make them your own. What is your personality? How do you feel comfortable bringing that out? So I have one client right now where it's super easy for them to hop on Instagram and do lives weekly. They connect with their audience there and build their list. And, you know, another client that I'm working with has a harder time doing that stuff. You know, so we brainstorm for each of these people and see how to play to their strengths. How can we use Instagram lives in one business, you know, lead gen and repurposing and all of that stuff? 
And what can we do instead of live video for the other? Still meeting those same objectives. You know, so here's the thing. All right, when we ask these questions and we look at what makes the business owner most comfortable, the answer appears. Yes, it does. <laughs> and if it doesn't at first, that's okay. We let the question marinate. You know, we don't have to push for the idea. We sit with it and what's comfortable does come to the surface. And then we figure out the way to use that answer and apply it to meet our goals. You know, I talk about this a lot. I talk about the experience of your business. You know, we all know about the experience for your audience and clients or customers, but business is also very much about the experience for you as the business owner. You know, I always say, we didn't get into this for it to suck. You know, and that's why you must be true to who you are. You must find your comfort levels, you know, find your strengths and build around them. When you are comfortable, things come easier. Those things flow and you can infuse your creative ideas in more. You know, it's enjoyable and you feel good about the work that you're doing in your business. You know, and I've seen it. You can totally create the level of success you want this way. I'm inside businesses and I'm seeing that in action. And because this is a digital landscape that, you know, we're working within, you know, it changes so quickly and it's even more reason to bring your unique voice forward because that is the one mainstay, right? Like what you think, what you feel, who you are. I'm in a year-long coaching program right now that I am completely customizing the teachings to me and to today's time frame. You know, I love learning other people's methods. You know, hey, if someone's had massive success from this approach, it's really interesting for me to learn about it, to dissect it, and to figure out if there are parts or the whole that can apply to me and my clients. You know, I will forever want to hear about someone else's funnel. And because this is something, you know, that we all need to use to promote our business, you know, no matter what it looks like, we all need a path in, right? And a process for how we're attracting people and turning them into clients and customers. This is your funnel. This is your customer journey. You know, so paying attention to what's out there is fun and enlightening, but the kicker is getting ideas and crafting it to work for your audience, your market, and your offer. And especially to work within the current time and the pulse of your industry. You know, this was a big revelation for me to customize the material that I have access to in a way that suits me. And, you know, mostly because I'm a rule follower and an overthinker, and I had to reckon with okay, I'm not doing this to a T anymore. You know, and I know I've spoken about this on previous episodes that like the breaking free from the confines, the appropriation of ideas, ones that you are paying to receive for yourself. You know, I'm paying for access to these ideas that are challenging my thought process and opening me up in different ways. Like that is giving me freedom. So the system that I've been learning has been a great resource for many business owners, but now is a different time than five years ago when this system launched. And while some of the tools remain the same and the the, the thoughts about the approach have changed, like, you know, 
by the audience, right? Like things have massively changed in just the past two years. So my approach to my audience is different. So I've got to take these concepts and make them work for me and my own comfortability. And again, you know, there are concepts in doing good business that are evergreen, you know, looking for data, for instance, or looking at your data, for instance, like learning to understand your data, analyzing your launches and doing a post-event debriefing. These are all concepts that do not change. What's subjective is the method or the methods that you're using to communicate your message. So focus on these long-standing business ideas. Mix in the you and apply them for your today. You know, I often think back to my corporate days when social media was for friends and influencers were on TV and music videos. You know, I think back to what I did back then and how I got the word out for the products that I marketed. You know, those old school methods are still alive today. You know, I worked in the fashion industry and, you know, I built relationships with editors and publications so that they came to the showroom to see the new collection when I invited them. I pre-selected from the line items that suited their publications, right? This is curating the content. It made the job, you know, the visit to the showroom easy for the editors. And it showed that I respected their time in coming to my showroom. Like, it's a big ask to get FaceTime with editors when you're the new brand on the block, and especially if your showroom location is off the beaten path. You know, and with that, though, the editors also knew that they could call me to send something appropriate when there wasn't time to come and pull for a shoot. So I cultivated my list, and when I didn't have a relationship, I made them. I reached out, I followed up, I listened to their needs. Oftentimes, the editors would send the ad salespeople and publishers calling. And yes, I took those meetings too, because you know, even if it wasn't in my plan to advertise there, you know, that was part of the ecosystem. And, you know, that was also another relationship that could help my own objectives for the brand. Um, and those relationships became very fruitful. So, you know, much of what we do today as entrepreneurs is the exact same system of back then, right? You know, we create a list of podcasts to pitch. We develop a one sheet curating our talents and talking points to make it easy for the host to see how we can be a good fit. And then we follow up and even support one another when we find ourselves in the same Facebook group. Same good business model, new medium. So, you know, I sort of mix points one and two together of, you know, the three ways to build that never go out of style. You know, basically, it's you do you. Bring yourself and your unique voice and build relationships. And of course, we are sprinkling in across the top of everything we're talking about today, good old business foundations. You know, there is so much value in these and they will not steer you wrong. All right, let's move on to number three today. Sticking with your offers. This is the long game after all. You know, and this one is so important to build that brand equity. You know how you know about those, you know, gurus X, Y, and Z? You know them because they market the same programs year after year. You know, I see people out in the wild making a big fuss about a program, then never launching it again, then introducing another program the same year or next that is basically the same thing tweaked. My advice to you, Keep the name and tweak the original. You know, the people who reach the most success sell the same offer over and over again. 
Brands evolve and so do products. Yes, of course, make improvements, even big changes. But the effort you put out into drumming up excitement about your offer, it lives on when you talk about it again and again. This is building brand equity. This is what you become known for. All the energy you put into getting your word out, all the money you spend on social ads if you take that route, you know, it all builds for you. You know, and it makes it easy for your clients and customers to refer you because they're using your offer's brand name. And it makes it easy for you the next time around because there is already some familiarity with your name or the name of your offer. You know, and even if you launched and it bombed, there is still value in the effort that you put in. And, you know, this is where we debrief. What did I do? You know, what was the result? What can I do differently next time? Or what should I try next time instead? You know, and what are the ways I can make what I did previously more successful? You know, there are loads to learn and to build off of when you debrief. And you're not starting back at square one again. So besides improving your product you know, making tweaks and changes, it gives you more to talk about, you know, more to highlight whenever your next time is. You know, if you're going to do the work that drives you, then the offer you create has merit. Stick with it for a bit. Go back to the drawing board. You know, listen inside of groups where your customer hangs out to determine their needs and, you know, hear them say things in their own words and ask questions in their own words. Now, sometimes, yes, (laughs) it's time to move on from an offer, but that's not what I'm talking about here. You know, when things aren't a fit, when it's work we don't want to be doing, you know, 100%, pack it up. You know, you got to be doing what makes a great experience for you, right? But, you know, branding and marketing is about building upon the layers. It's about repetition. You know, it is not about reinventing the wheel each time with your offer. You know, that is a recipe for exhaustion and deflated emotions, honestly. You know, your signature offer, it develops over time. It grows and it becomes known by the layers that you add to it each season or each year. You know, the long game is the 10-year overnight success. And the concepts we talk about today, they never go out of style. I'm not highlighting trends here. You know, they are fundamentals to business and brand building. And as much as we have to stay current and know what the trends are, it's also important to know the fundamentals. You know, the long-standing foundations that allow for you to weave in the modern. And that's really where you can hit your stride. You know, the fusion of good business foundations, bringing your voice to the mix, and using modern tools to connect. So think about how you can apply these ideas to your business. I'm going to leave you with that today. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.